I'm Sarah Fetsky. This is St. Louis on the Air. I grew up here in St. Louis, and it wasn't until I moved back when I realized that we have these amazing rivers. In this landlocked part of America, the sea is far away, and the major challenges and threats facing our oceans, from coral bleaching to floating masses of garbage, can also seem far removed. But in reality, we're much more connected to the globe's oceans than we think. A water bottle we discard can blow into a creek. It can then flow into the River De Pere and float down the Mississippi River into the Gulf of Mexico. It, uh, it is exactly what the city made it to do, which was to take all your stormwater, get it out of the city as quick as possible to, to prevent flooding. But the problem is, you know, and it backs up in the Mississippi River, then you get to see all of the trash that's coming out of your city and the horror that, that is the River to Pear. St. Louis resident Josh Wilson sees no separation. He's a co-founder of Blue to Blue Conservation and an avid scuba diver. And he knows that some of the biggest issues can be addressed right at the source in our urban waterways. That's what drives his involvement in a new project called Trash Free St. Louis. The year-long pilot involves three trash traps. The traps prevent litter from floating further downstream. On Monday morning, Wilson and a handful of others gathered on the banks of Deer Creek in Maplewood. They were there to celebrate the trash traps installation. After some opening remarks, Wilson strode effortlessly down a steep embankment. Wearing green rubber boots and a big grin, he stepped into the shallow stream towards the new trap. Our producer, Evie Hempel, was there, attempting to follow him down to the water's edge. It's a little bit easier if you walk over that way. It's a little, it's okay. not quite steep, if that's helpful. That is helpful, thank you. I'm here along Deer Creek, which flows into the River De Pair. And it's a little challenging to get down to the edge of the actual water. There's just a lot of brush and definitely some trash. He just went straight down the bank with his waders on um, that I don't have quite the same equipment with me. You need muckers, yeah, big waders for this. How deep is the water where the trap is sitting? It's about a foot and a half of water. Um, during, during flood stages, it can rise and fall five, six feet, so it, it'll get pretty, uh, pretty deep during that stage. Regardless of the water level, the trap should capture floating trash. For example, a plastic water bottle heading down the creek. Right now, um, it will just float, and the buoys on the side will collect the, uh, it'll uh, siphon the garbage into the cage. And once it's in the cage, um, it should stay there. And then every two weeks, I'll come in and check on it. If it gets full, if it rains, more garbage will come down the river. Um, and then I'll have to check on it more. But yeah, once it's in the cage, then I can come in and just pick it out. And then it has a door on the back to where you can just open it up and then let the sticks and the uh, other little debris, natural debris come out. How is it that like a fish doesn't get caught, but trash does? So there is no bottom to the cage. Um, it looks like there would be, and it seems like there should be, but these are designed for floating garbage only. Um, and that is one of the reasons why we don't um, have bottoms to cages, so wildlife can still pass underneath it. All the booms and all the creeks, 
wildlife can get around them very easily. We haven't had a problem yet. Now, why this spot? I mean, there's a lot of creeks and rivers right, in St. Louis. Yeah. Why this one? This one flows directly into uh, River de Pair, and it's a high polluted creek as well. Um, if you can kind of look around, there are trash bags everywhere in the trees, water bottles floating around and everything like that. And so Christine chose this creek originally. Um, we agreed that it, this was a great spot for it. And since it flows into River de Pair, hopefully that will keep some of the stuff out from then going into the Mississippi. The Christine that Josh Wilson mentioned is St. Louis Alderwoman Christine Ingracia. While her own ward doesn't include Deer Creek, she was one of the local officials on hand there Monday. Ingracia says water issues need regional solutions. I became more actively involved in river issues um, subsequent to the record-breaking flooding we had in 2015. Um, in 1993, I was you know, young but was sandbagging and we were told that this was sort of a 500-year event. Um, and subsequent to 2015, we've had another few major, major events. And um, one of those in 2019 really um, put a lot of trash in River de Pair. And even though that's not in my area because I am um, involved with residents and, and organizations that are advocating for the river, I started working on a solution and discovered the, the trash trap solution. And so reached out to um, the St. Louis Aquarium. They agreed to fund the first trap. Uh, we were hoping to put it in River de Pair, but the conservation partners that we worked with decided that we would um, pilot on three streams that fed into the River de Pair to see um, if that worked. And then um, hopefully the, uh, the result of this pilot program will enable us to put in on River de Pair or in other areas that, that feed into River de Pair. The trash trap in Deer Creek comes from a nonprofit in North Carolina called Asheville Greenworks. Eric Bradford is the organization's director of operations, and he says that in Asheville alone, Greenworks collects about 60,000 pounds of trash from waterways every year. Greenworks volunteers used to do that by taking boats out on the water and grabbing it. But in 2015, the volunteers decided that using boats wasn't enough. They created the trash traps, like the one now floating in Deer Creek. We know where trash collects. It collects on strainers. Um, so anytime there's a tree or, or an object in the river out there, trash collects around it. And so we thought, well, we could build something. We could build a device that sits in a waterway passively and collects all of the stormwater debris and keeps it from getting into the to larger body of the water. Bradford has a special interest in the River de Pair, and he says the traps could be a game changer for St. Louis. A lot of folks in St. Louis call it the River Despair, and it's... Uh, it is exactly what the city made it to do, which was to take all your stormwater, get it out of the city as quick as possible to, to prevent flooding. But the problem is, you know, when it backs up in the Mississippi River, then you get to see all of the trash that's coming out of your city yeah. and the horror that, that is the river to pair. The organizers of this year-long project, Trash Free St. Louis, will depend on an army of volunteers. One person they can count on is Mark Fingerhut. The St. Louis resident knows the dirty waterway that is the River de Pair like few others do, and he was on hand to volunteer at Monday's Trash Trap launch. I've been paddling around the St. Louis area for probably 10 years and just being out on the waterways, uh, experiencing uh, everything, that the, the, the wonderful parts of it, but uh, also seeing some of the more urban waterways. Uh, you know, you see some trash and things that are uh it shouldn't be there so i just kind of looked into what are the different groups around that um, do trash cleanups and things like that so i've tried to get involved in as much of those as i as i can 
Um, so some of the local local ones here along with Missouri River Relief, which uh, they do river cleanups all along the Missouri River within the state of Missouri. So really great groups out there. So what do you expect your, um, for your involvement with this particular uh, site, for instance, to look like over the next year? Um, I think it, if it pulls any trash out of the creek, that's a, that's a positive thing. That's awesome. I, I don't know how much it'll do. I'm really inter interested to see how it will work here in the creek. Um, but I've, I've actually paddled this stretch of creek before, so I know that there is, um, there is garbage that does come through, especially during high water. So really excited to see what it can do. And also seeing if this could be a, you know, a, a template to use in other waterways throughout the city. Along Deer Creek, you can feel a real sense of hope. Leah Wilson is a founder of Blue to Blue Conservation, alongside her husband Josh, whom we heard tromping through the water earlier. For a couple years, they lived on a boat in the Bahamas before returning to their hometown of St. Louis. Water remains very much on their minds these days. Blue to Blue is really about um, cleanups, but also education. And I think that community cleanups and getting you know everybody involved and hands-on and seeing what litter looks like and the real problem firsthand goes a long way to helping really keep that awareness top of mind and helping people understand how important it is to make small changes in your lives to use less plastic or you know make sure you're recycling and separating your your garbage or your um your waste and it's just the and and these are you know for the community that's for all of us for for clean water across st louis so the more people that get involved and kind of feel invested in that initiative or the clean water you know initiative the, the better this this will be for the whole community Wilson says Blue to Blue Conservation will host monthly cleanups and those volunteer opportunities will be posted on the organization's Facebook page. And she says people only need gloves and a sturdy pair of shoes. Bags are provided. And while the task at hand and the amount of garbage can seem insurmountable, it's hard not to feel optimistic about the difference a handful of passionate volunteers can make and why our gateway city doesn't need to be a gateway for more trash in our waterways. That reporting was by our producer, Evie Hemphill, and here to tell us a bit more about Trash Free St. Louis is Rachel Bartels. She's a waterkeeper with Missouri Confluence Waterkeeper. Rachel, welcome. Hi, Sarah. Thanks so much. So we heard a bit about the River de Pere there. It's long been derided as a glorified sewer. Have you seen some horrifying examples of people treating this watershed like a garbage dump? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um... I have participated in cleanups. I've paddled in the River de Pere. Uh, so yes, I've seen firsthand the amount of trash that you know Josh and Mark were referencing in the interview. Dare I ask, what's the worst thing you've seen on the river? Um, I you know um, things that people flushed, like personal care products and Ooh. diapers and. Um, Things like that, yes. Yeah, okay. You, you've, you've painted enough of an image there. I'm going to move on to a, a more positive question. And so you have these three traps being installed this spring. That might seem like a relatively minor thing in the grand scheme of things. What kind of impact do you see them having? That's a great question. Uh, we This is a pilot project. So the whole point of it is to see what is possible, what we can do, what happens, what works in Missouri's streams, and kind of tailor the solutions for our region. 
So we want to note that Trash Free St. Louis isn't just trapping the trash. Uh, you also plan to analyze it. Volunteers in St. Louis will log what they're finding into spreadsheets. Uh, Michelle DeHaven works with the Wichita State University's Environmental Finance Center, and she'll be turning this trash into data. So when people are out there, pull, you know, after they pull the traps out of the water and they're collecting all the trash and putting it into piles, they'll have a, a sheet or an app, either or both, that they'll be marking what the piece of trash is and what condition it is. Our, our biggest hope is to create a picture of what kind of trash is flowing down the river. That is Michelle DeHaven. She's with Wichita State University. Rachel, what do you hope to do with that picture once the spreadsheet creates it? That's um, a great question. So this project, we have some goals, and we want to be able to trace the plastics and the trash in our waterways back to the source so that we can maybe identify where it's coming from, uh, if it's happening in certain locations or during certain seasons or times of the year. And we hope to support effective source mitigation efforts and really focus on these upstream solutions to improve water quality than continuing to clean up the rivers as a more passive activity, you know, like more of a band-aid. We actually want to figure out where the trash is coming from because upstream interventions and solutions ultimately reduce the need for the downstream capture, and that's often more costly and difficult to do. So on our St. Louis on the Air Facebook page, we shared that you'd be coming on to talk about this. Uh, We got a message from Mary. She writes, this is great for our waterways, habitat, and river creatures. Is there any plan to reduce the waste coming into the system? In Kirkwood, students are working with local stores to reduce plastics by encouraging no straws, reusable shopping bags, and refillable cups. Um, So once you have this data and you have a sense of what is the biggest problem, Problem. Um, is this something that, that you're going to take to the schools, or what do you? Wh- where do you see this data going? Absolutely, uh, we will share it with the cities, the municipalities. We can share it with university students or high school students or anyone who is interested in it. Maybe the tech community can take the data and come up with some innovative tech solutions. Um, we really want these trash traps and these trash booms to be a community resource. So have a purpose that's beyond just capturing the trash. So if anyone out there has ideas or ways to use them and engage, we would love to hear it. Hmm. So you mentioned that um, some of the entities that will be hearing about this are the three municipalities where these uh, traps are located. You've got one in Maplewood, one in University City, one in South St. Louis. It's just the classic St. Louis story that here we've got this one watershed, so many different government entities. Was it hard to deal with these different municipalities to get permission to do this in the first place? Uh, I have to say that the people we... Uh, talked to in the cities were so helpful and supportive and encouraging. The issue was that it has never been done here before. Mm. So there were a lot of questions about process and who do we need approvals from and do we need this permit or that permit. And so dealing with that in three separate cities at the same time, Looking back on it, I probably wouldn't have chosen to do it that way. Mm -hmm. But we had a great community. People like Mary Lou at Brightside stepped up to help us out with a lot of the stuff in the city of St. Louis. And uh, Christine and Gracia, Alderwoman and Gracia, 
even though it's not her ward, it's her city and she's so passionate about this. And she has spent the last couple years like following through on this. So there were a lot of people involved in this that, you know, we couldn't have done it without each other. So was there a need for three different permits? Ultimately, everybody made you, um, you know, get this officially sanctioned. Yes. And they all did it slightly differently. So it um, was interesting to do. We also needed approval from the state and from the Army Corps of Engineers. Uh, Boy, hearing that, you can understand why projects like this don't happen more frequently. And yet at the same time, what you're doing seems like like such good work. Is there some way that going forward, maybe we could streamline this a little bit, get more of these, if if this turns out to be as, as positive as it looks like it's going to be? Absolutely. And with the funding from EPA Region 7, that is one of our goals. Uh, this, While it's new in St. Louis, it is happening all over the country. And many cities have had these trash traps and trash booms for many years. Mm. So in reaching out to the, the Waterkeeper Network, I was able to borrow things that worked in other cities. So I wasn't actually inventing the wheel. Um, and as part of that, Uh, with the Waterkeeper Alliance and with this group here in St. Louis, we're putting together um, kind of a manual, a procedural thing so that other communities, other cities, nonprofits, clean water groups can pick up a document and flip through it and see very easily who they need to talk to, uh, you know, best practices, things like that. So hopefully it will make it much easier to bring more of these to communities. Hmm. Rachel, I couldn't help but notice in looking at your bio that you also worked on clean water issues in San Diego. And and thinking about that work and thinking of the fact that other places have been doing these kind of traps for years now. Here in St. Louis, do you think we maybe don't think about the role we play in the bigger watershed in the way that a place like San Diego, where they're right on the ocean, that's more front and center for them? Absolutely. I think... uh... I grew up here in St. Louis, and it wasn't until I moved back when I realized that we have these amazing rivers. Like, you can paddle on the Mississippi River and on the Missouri River, and it's amazing. Whereas growing up, I thought, oh, there are these muddy things you drive over. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, this has even been an experience for me moving back here to really make that connection to our local waterways and the bigger picture of our rivers and streams and, you know, how it all is connected. Hmm. So I know this project is being positioned as a one-year project at this point. Do you expect this trapping and collection and even analysis to continue after the first year? I would love to see that happen. I think that's the goal, uh, or that's our hope. Um, And we're going to see how it goes. We're flexible. We're um, just open to whatever happens. So, And who will that depend on in, in order to get it renewed? Would that be needing the funding source renewed, or is there more to it than that? Well, it would depend on the local municipalities. If mm-hmm. the cities want to keep the traps, if they want to take ownership of them, uh, if there are other communities, we've been talking to St. Peter's and St. Charles and identified a few great locations for trash traps there. So maybe we move them around. Maybe there's more funding. The traps themselves don't cost that much. Uh, 
if we were to put one across the entire river to pair, that is a different story. Mm-hmm. But these smaller streams, uh, they're more affordable. It's really the maintenance of them. So finding someone who's responsible for that. And Josh and Leah at Blue to Blue are just amazing and the perfect people for this. And we're trying to raise additional sponsorship money for them to help support them in cleaning these out. So that's kind of the goal. You know, Josh and Leah will continue to do these trash cleanups, Mark Fingerhut, stream teams, everybody out there who's doing such a great job cleaning up our waterways will continue to do it. And hopefully these trash traps will continue to be a useful tool. Well, Rachel Bartels of Missouri Confluence Waterkeeper, I want to thank you so much for joining us today and telling us about it. Thank you so much for having me. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. If you learned something new from today's episode, consider leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the easiest way to help people discover our show. We appreciate it. Thank you. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at choosewood.com.